Hey friends, welcome to today's episode of A Little Motivated Podcast, hosted by physician assistant Casey McIntosh and registered dietitian Tara Maurice, where personal development and wellness meet reality. We are here to motivate women to grow despite time restrictions by delivering purposeful step-by-step actions and health information. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Hi, Hi Tara, how are you? I'm good. Today, we're going to be talking about self-love. And so first off, let me just say that achieving any goal is really hard to do when you don't have compact. You might think I should really do blank, but I'm not blank enough. So for example, um, I'd like to advance my education, but I'm not smart enough. You know, kind of fill in the blanks there. Um, Does that make sense, Tara? Yeah, for sure. Right. As a wellness coach, I work with folks a lot that really want to uh, make big shifts in their routines and their habits and their life, right. And their nutrition. Um, and you know, there's this fundamental, uh, mindset shift that we have to have before we make any change. And part of it is around self-love and accepting ourselves and our strengths and our weaknesses are. Yeah. And I think perfectionism and thoughts of unworthiness are the biggest roadblock you could ever come against in terms of growing as a person or, you know, setting any goals or trying to do anything in your life beyond just getting through the day. One of the trickiest things that I come up against or obstacles for folks is the all or nothing mindset. And this is really tricky when you are trying to find acceptance and self-love, right? So we're either good or we're bad. We won or we failed. You know, we're either high or we're low. We're motivated or, mm-hmm. or we're not. And things can be both, right? We are motivated and we're not as motivated um, in this aspect today. So the all or nothing, what I'm trying to say, it'd be really tricky. And when we coach self-love with this kind of mind of all or nothing, it's really hard to not only achieve it, but have it be sustainable. So we have to find some sort of balance and sustainability in that process of how we're going to keep it going, right? We may love ourselves one day and then hate ourselves the next. And that's not what it's yeah. about, right? It's, it's accepting the great part of ourselves. And some of our flaws and know that we're, we're working on some of those. So that's just something that I see a lot is the, you know, well, I'm good in this, but I'm bad in this. And um, you know, that's not necessarily self-love, right? Self-love is accepting all parts of us. For sure. And we generally know the concept of self-love. I think most people understand that. And it's, it's really critical for us as human beings. Um, self-love, self-compassion, self-kindness. It really helps people recover from embarrassing situations. It helps with coping during difficult life changes, like, you know, a separation from a partner or a loss of a job. 
And it also empowers people to recover from traumatic experiences more quickly. Psychologists have discovered that self-compassion reduces risk of depression and anxiety as well. So like clearly it's so essential. And I believe that self-love can propel us forward in our lives and encourage us, yeah. us to accept challenges that promote self-growth. You know, like if you are encouraging of yourself, you're more likely to take chances than if you weren't. So I came across. For sure. And for me, and I know you're, you're a mom too. I think uh, before I what, had kids, I felt like I had a pretty decent amount of self-love. It wasn't really something that I thought about. I generally liked myself and what I wanted in retrospect, right? Because now I have three children and can't always do what I want, but I'm, I'm really now a lot more introspective and, and you're raising this, these kids and you have this family. And so uh, it's easier now for me to fall into the trap of who am I? Am I good enough? Am I not doing enough? Uh, so the concept of, of self-love and the action tips that we're going to talk about today um, really apply much more now than they ever did. That's really an interesting, what, what about that's you? an interesting point because I, I didn't really consider that when I was um, thinking about material, but I've told people that don't have kids that you won't, um, you will find these things about your personality that you really don't like that come up when you're challenged as a parent. You'll see like, oh, I find these things that I really don't like about myself that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. Or that show up in your well, kids yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh, they've got my, like, corny sense of humor or my impatience, right? And you see that. Or my poor anger management. No, I'm just using <laughs> my kids. Definitely could improve on that. I'm sure I could too, but I don't like throw shoes or anything when I get mad. Um, anyway, I came across this great supporter of self-love. Her name is Professor Kristen Neff, and she's an associate professor of educational psychology at the University of Texas in Austin. Um, she's a leader in self-compassion research, and she has some great influence as a research psychologist. But she became interested in the topic of self-love when she learned about Buddhism and started meditating during grad school. And she wrote a few books. There's um, one titled Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself and Fierce Self-Compassion, How Women Can Harness Kindness to Speak Up, Claim Their Power and Thrive. So I've not read these books yet, but I'm really interested in diving into that. Um, she defines self-compassion as having three elements, which are number one, self-kindness, love, understanding, and the ability to forgive yourself such a good point. Two, remembering that there's a human element in our actions and we can't expect perfectionism from ourselves and just, you know, learning from mistakes. And three, mindfulness, emotional stability, and the ability to avoid prolonged painful emotion. So essentially in summary, it's all about being warm and understanding towards ourselves where we're suffering and avoiding criticizing ourselves. So I don't know about you, but I find it interesting um, that this is helpful from an evolutionary standpoint, right? Like, why do we beat ourselves up so much when things are not going well? Like, are we, is this coming from a place of trying to be one of the pack and fit in and not get kicked out of the cave or being cast out from the group? Like, we have to learn our lesson by criticizing ourselves and beating ourselves up to dramatically change our course in terms of our behavior to be accepted by others? Or 
Like, where do you think that that comes from, Tara? Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot, right? Um, and I think, I think society um, plays a lot to do with it in nowadays, especially as a parent and, and now seeing the kids, my kids dealing with social situations and starting to know a little bit more about the world around them. You just come to kind of understand some of these unspoken social norms that really do not align with self-compassion and self-love and that, you know, this underlying message of teaching everyone to not love themselves enough and not you never look good enough and you need to do this and this to be happy mm -hmm. right we need these material things to be happy and i think society plays a big role um mm -hmm. in that but i think as parents and as people and as mothers we can't be compassionate to others if we are not compassionate um be empathetic um to others if we are taking care of myself first um, so before I get into some tips, I just had one other comment about self-criticism, which I think puts things in perspective, right? So we can get down these negative paths of just criticizing ourselves over and over and over, having the same negative thought about like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Why did I behave this way in this situation? I should have done this differently. I'm, I mean, you have this thought and then it just goes on repeat. So the thing is, I'm sure that there's some benefit that can come out of redirecting certain behaviors that we all have. However, have you ever found benefit when your boss is criticizing you for something and really bringing negativity to you? Or if you criticize your child, do you feel that that's effective? Like clearly it's not effective. It doesn't motivate other people when you criticize them. We're not motivated as people when other people criticize us. So my thought process is it's not helpful. You know, I think acknowledging it and being aware of the fact that maybe something is not right in your world and then moving on, which is part of one of my tips later. But the whole point is it's not helpful to go around in these circles of self-criticism. Yeah. And it's easy to do. And it's easy to do and spiral into that um, criticism. It's where the mindfulness practice is so important, right? So we can't change anything our, about ourselves that we're not aware sure. of. So mindfulness is great because it helps us really tune in and become more present to to our surroundings, right? So if the, if someone wants to change a habit, well, they, they can't change anything that you're not so aware true. of, right? So sometimes the first thing I do with my clients, right, is to say, okay, take a week and let's be more mindful about X, Y, or Z or maybe what's something that they want to change or if they don't even know what they want to change, just start being mindful around your meals or mindful around the way that you talk to yourself, right? If you want to be happier or more empathetic, just start noticing your reactions, your thoughts. You don't have to change them or judge them, but um, just bringing awareness to it is like the first Yes, absolutely. And moving towards self-compassion. Yeah, that's self my number one tip. That was my first tip, Tara. You're, you're giving it all away too early. No, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go over some tips that I think are helpful in terms of self-love. I'm sure there's a lot more out there, but I wanted it to be at least something that was small enough that you could actually take action from it. So again, tip one, just like Tara's saying, observing your thinking and when you're having negative thoughts about yourself, plug in something else. So you might not be able to do that right away, 
But I think like Tara was saying, just acknowledging that that thought is there and then trying to find something positive to say back to yourself, even if you don't believe it. The thing is that what we practice is what becomes habit. And so when you're habitually telling yourself negative things, you're going to continue to go down that path. You're reinforcing that neural pathway in your brain. And what you want to do is reinforce a more positive neural pathway in your brain. So by, you know, replacing that thought with something that's a little bit more positive, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm the most wonderful person in the world. But if you're thinking something like, I should be smarter, maybe it should be, you could trade that thought or like, I guess if you're saying to yourself, I'm not smart enough, you could say, hey, every day I'm increasing my knowledge. You know, you don't necessarily have to go from I'm not smart enough to I'm the smartest person in the room. But sometimes just tweaking that negative thought a little bit and making it so it's neutral even can be a good way to change your thought process. Two is encourage others. Encouraging others and giving to others is a great way to improve your self-dialogue. You're essentially telling yourself that you're worthy when you do something that gives someone else value. So it's a win-win. Everybody wins. The person that you give something to, it could be a comment like, hey, I really love the way you styled your hair today. You know, it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Um, It could be like, hey, I picked this daisy on the way into the workplace today and I'm giving it to you because I think you're great. When you improve someone else's life experience, you're not going to be able to walk away with that without feeling a little bit better about yourself. It's just not possible. Sometimes looking outward when you can't look inward is a really good way to improve your thoughts. Now, the next tip is tip three, cultivate gratefulness. So I know everybody's heard lots of stuff about being grateful lately. And I know that we could go down a rabbit hole of, you know, how you could spend all of your time being grateful which we all should probably because we have so many wonderful things. But um, what I would say is hone in on one moment per day. And a good time to do this is when you're driving your kids to the bus stop or when you're stuck in traffic and just, you know, try to think about something that you are grateful for. A thought that I had was taking a sticky note and just write down something that you're grateful for and put it on your dashboard. So then even if you can't think of an organic thought from the top of your head, you have something that you can just look at. And just focus on a moment of mindfulness on something that you really appreciate in your life. Um, Also, I think, think, I love that. Oh, sorry, Tara. I was just going to say, it's good to think about people that support you. If you can't come up with a lot of ideas, you know, people that are, have your back and um, care for you and and things like that, just in terms of coming up with ideas. Sorry, what were you going to say? Just said that I love that one. (laughs) Super helpful. Um, Okay, so tip number four. So I'm going to be honest with you all. I'm not the biggest journaler. Um, And I I always, it's on my to-do list of like, I will start journaling, but I have not yet to do it. But this is something that I thought of that doesn't really take a lot of time. So what I would suggest is, so this is tip four, write three things about yourself or even one in a journal about what you like about yourself or what you think you're good at. It doesn't have to be 10 pages of an entry. If you need inspiration, think about someone who loves you and what they might say about you. Um, The other thing that I thought about is to ponder about yourself when you were a child. This will have most impact if you have your own child and you know how much you love them and the way that you feel about that person that just lights you up. And, And when you think about yourself as a child and putting yourself in that perspective, I think it might be, um, just, 
it might give you a lot more to work with because you can have compassion for your four-year-old self or you might not have compassion for your 35-year-old self. You know what I mean? Tip five, yeah. learn from your mistakes without beating yourself up. Just forgive yourself. Acknowledge mistakes happen and consider what you might do to change course, but then just move on. It's obviously not helpful to go down the rabbit hole and beat yourself up all day long because of something that you did wrong. You know, you'd have to distract yourself sometimes. I mean, if you're feeling like you can't get out of that thought process, put your favorite song on, go for a five minute walk, but basically redirect your attention to something else. You know, I do this with my kids all the time. It's like my toddler wants a popsicle and then you have to say, oh, look, there's a bird outside on the porch and it's singing a song to you. And just, you know, that works really well for kids and it works for adults too. Sometimes we have to do that for ourselves. You have to distract yourself if you cannot get out of that negative thought process. Actively practice thinking positive thoughts about yourself, things that you might say to your child or a loved one. And this is another thing that you could put on your dashboard. Like, hey, you have great hair. It doesn't even have to be anything that is really that deep. Just, you know, write something that you love about yourself, put it on the dashboard with the other things that you're grateful for and look at it every day and say it to yourself practice thinking things that are positive about yourself. This is another idea I had. So this is tip number seven. So I was thinking that it would be really helpful to set up quarterly meetings with friends that you have that you're really close with, even if it's three or four people. So the whole point of the gathering is to support one another and improve your feelings of self-love. And so what I would suggest is everyone writes on a piece of paper things that they love about their friend. So if you have three friends, you would be writing one thing for each of them. And then you're going to put it in a cup or in an envelope or something like that. And then the end of the evening, you give the per each person gets the envelope with the um, words of praise from their friends to take home. So then when you're maybe not feeling like you can come up with your own self-love ideas, you can take one out of the envelope that came from your best friend who loves you. So tip number eight, similar to step seven, um, take, uh, or excuse me, text a friend or family member weekly reminding them why you love them or an uplifting email. I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with just, you know, turning things externally. Do you have anything to suggest or add to any of that? You know, those were, there were a lot. Um, I would say that if, you know, if you want to be, you know, a little bit motivated this week, right? To do one closer to our goals, listen to the tips that Casey mentioned and pick one that resonates I with like you, that. right? It makes for you to feel like you've got, and then, you know, replay this again and, and or write down some other ones that um, you want to work on, but just day or one thing to focus on, right? Even if it takes you on, you can stay focused, love and compassion so that you can take that out. Um, more compassion for sure and also this is just like a range of tips and there are a lot of other tips i'm sure out there and i just wanted to give some inspiration and ideas for ways that you could maybe add some self-love that you hadn't thought of before um but in any case i just think we all have something wonderful to offer the world and we're gonna all do it in our own way and so just remember how far you've come and give yourself credit for that uh, you know, forgive yourself for past mistakes and talk to yourself like you would talk to someone that you love. Um, it might take time, but trust me, working on it is so important. You can't get away from yourself. That's the truth. You know, you're always with yourself no matter where you are, or what's going on. So uh, we know this intuitively. 
But the more you like yourself, the greater your life can be and the more joy you can derive from it. And just think about all the things that you're capable of if you support yourself. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for tuning in to a little motivated podcast. We're going to be here with you every week. So just keep on listening and hopefully these tips will inspire you to be a little motivated and take care.